0: My next guest, I have always wanted to talk to this guy because he's just so talented, and I just want to get into his head and find out uh, when he found these natural gifts outside of athletics, which is acting. My next guest is a film and television actor, businessman, retired basketball player, and esports franchise owner. He played in the NBA for the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers, storied franchises, winning three NBA titles. Hey, you know, you can win one. Winning three? You got to be doing something right. Please welcome to the Money Making Conversations, Rick Fox.
1: Hello, thank you, Thank you very much
0: for having me. Hey Rick, tell me this man. You went to North Carolina, right? I did. I sure did. <laughs> okay, so tall heel tall here, baby, doing your thing back then. Now, where yeah. did where did the acting pop up? Was your degree at Was your, was your academic training in drama or something? When did the acting pop up? Where was your degree playing well, in North went, Carolina? I,
1: Yeah, I was in college from 87 to 91, Mm -hmm. and at that time, I started off as an econ major Mm for a season, and it was uh, very taxing, and uh, I did well enough that that semester, but I realized I didn't have, uh, between, you know, basketball practices under Dean Smith and academics at Carolina, Mm -hmm. as well as a social life. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, was, it was something that uh, I knew was going to be hard to manage all three mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. I was starting to blossom as a an NBA player potentially, mm-hmm. so finding you know what I would do in my career after basketball, I knew I would I knew I'd be in the NBA, and so it was an opportunity to look at what was that major that I could take. That I could transition out of uh, the career in sports into, so I figured you know look radio television, motion pictures was something from an entertainment standpoint I'd be able to use as a broadcaster as someone that uh, would be maybe involved in television in, in some capacity in the future. So I studied radio, television, motion pictures from a communication standpoint, uh, and in my senior year, it took a couple classes because I was ahead to I was ahead, hey, ahead Rick, to you know you don't
0: hear that a lot, senior year.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was four <laughs> years in college, man, graduated. Yeah, uh, you know, I come from the era where you didn't really leave mm-hmm. uh, school unless you were Michael Jordan, and mm-hmm. then you didn't even leave until after your junior year. Like, right. Long- <laughs> mm-hmm. freshman year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took a drama class, which was a part of an a, a elective as a radio, television, and motion picture. I took an art class. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment when I took those two classes, I realized that there was an artist in me a creative side that I didn't know existed. And if I hadn't taken it in my senior year, I probably would have, uh, my degree probably would have been in drama, Uh, but I I finished and graduated and and I knew at that point I wanted to explore it some more. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as I started my MBA career Mm -hmm. about the second year into my career, Mm -hmm. an opportunity to audition for a movie came up. And so I went, I went in that direction and I, um, made an attempt to try and uh, be hired as an actor.
0: Well, my friend, um, you know, I have, I'm have. Ta- i speaking to Rick Fox, uh, uh, NBA champion. We're oh, not the word farmer. He's an NBA champion, three-time NBA champion. Uh, he's on the show to talk about One Fine Christmas, which premieres November 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific and uh, 8 p.m. Central on OWN, the OWN Network. That's Oprah's network. Um, before we get into that in more detail, you had that sweet jumper a sweet jumper, you know. You know, you three-point shooter. Just looking at the game today, you know, cuz you know, you get slapped for hitting mid-range jumpers nowadays it seems. Yeah. You know. <laughs> somebody hit you in the back of your head. and The coach might throw a basketball yeah. in the back of your head nowadays. Yeah. So, how what do you say to that? Is that is that smart basketball or or, or is that just the way the game is nowadays?
1: It's the game today. Uh I I come from a different era. Mm We, you know, we did that. We shot threes, but we didn't shoot, you know, 54 threes in a game. Yeah, you shot (laughs) shot strategic Uh, threes,
0: strategic threes.
1: Yeah, today's Mm -hmm. today's game is just a different brand of basketball. And it's not to say that it's not um, the way to play the game. I, I I I choose not to really judge Uh, this era's basketball is something that's not. Well, basketball. I'm judging
0: it, Rick. I'm judging. Rashawn McDonald judging it, man. If you, I see these guys, man. Come on, Rick. I see these guys. They step behind the back. And they got a nice little 18, 17 foot jumper. They step back. The yeah, I
1: know. I know. It, 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 let me put it this way. It's taken me a lot of years to to, to tune in uh, and accept that as as you know. The brand of basketball that I would I would coach or I would I would want to play. Um, it must be fun. I'm sure, and very rewarding financially to guys because statistically, you can see that they can put up a lot of uh, statistics.
0: But, Volume points. Uh, Volume it,
1: points. But is it winning? Is it winning? Is it winning basketball? In some cases, it's been winning basketball for some teams. But I think when you have 30 teams trying to do the same thing, not every player is capable of shooting from the range that we see shooting from now, or that we even see one or two big men shooting from, but
0: everyone. Young. A Trey shooter. Young, Trey Young, he's just throwing they, it up. Yeah. He's he, like, you yeah. You passing the ball on the other side of the court, he's shooting. <laughs> yeah. Trey, no, it's, Trey, can you get the ball you, on you the other side of the court? <laughs> my era, In my era, you could take a shot from
1: that distance. You made or miss, you were sitting on the bench the rest of the game.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Trey Young, crazy. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm based in Atlanta, based in Houston, so I always have interesting stories because I, I always remember Game Seven when uh, Houston lost to Golden State. They missed like 27 three pointers in a row, something like Something incredible. Yeah. You know, all they had to do was just drive to the goal, just drive to the goal, lay it yeah. up, just lay it up, just determined to hit three pointers and lost. It was just the most most tragic thing I'd ever saw in my life because you know that was a, that was a series where Chris Paul pulled his handy and I just had to sit yeah, out Game Six that. or Seven.
1: You know, Chuck, well, you know Charles Rockett would tell you you, you know, live and die by the by the by the jump shot mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: the teams I've seen teams that have the teams consistently
0: and it really is and so so now let's go over to the acting because I want to talk about that a little bit because I became a fan, and you know when you look at people you you see their talent, and you're a good looking guy and then you're a talented athlete when you made your the, you know I, I knew uh, the first appearance in acting that really caught my eye was Oz. You know, use you a uh, good show, yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, man. You, I was like, you, you look like you look like a a, a basketball player that needed to be in jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, Bob
1: Montana there's a great cast of actors in that in that TV series that kind of broke the cable mode and unlocked cable television for its grittiness. I mean, when you watch cable today, you see and hear, you know, there's nudity, there's language, there's, right there's graphic content and they pushed, they pushed the boundaries and Oz was pretty much that first show uh, some 20 something years ago that did that. And Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I was a part of, you know, something iconic. And, and it was, it was, it was amazing to work with the talent, talented actors. that if you look at the roster that went on to man today, they they star in some of the top movies and TV shows
0: uh, out there. Well, you know when I look at that character, you know I always say is if I say the character in real life that the character was was, the former New England Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez, you know because he uh, was just he was just yeah. out of control, just out of control. Yeah. His his peer group was, was just let him do whatever he wanted to do, and guess what? When you have nobody protecting you, and that's what it all comes to. When I look at stories that are well crafted like at Oz, and you being a part of that, and I'm seeing you playing that role to such a realistic moment, you know, because your character couldn't tell you nothing. And uh, I remember one of the characters no. said something about, what's your options now? What you going to do now? And you had no response because brother, yeah. this was your life now, you know, you, you,
1: That's, you, that's uh, there's been a number of athletes. When I think of the last 20 years, like, you, know, you know, weren't able to handle the success or the money or the, or the power and, and, made decisions that landed him in positions. The person that was originally supposed to play the character Jackson Vague was Anthony Mason. Anthony (laughs) Mason got into a situation literally leading up to the, the the casting of that, that that TV series where he got in trouble for, you know, raping a Mm -hmm. 15 year old Mm -hmm. girl. I think it was,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, Anthony Mason is no longer with us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the opportunity popping up because, Commissioner else, David mm-hmm. Stern at the time mm-hmm. I was remember. very adamant about about uh, Anthony Mason not participating in this in that show that Tom Fontana
0: mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. looking
1: at, looking to have him play the character.
0: Well, it really allowed you to establish your skill set and uh, and it's been coming back. When we come back, I'm gonna get in more detail. One Fine Christmas, which premieres uh, Friday, November 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on on my man Rick Fox. You got a lot of things happening too. Franchisee, you know, got kind of a podcast. He tried to be like me. That's try to be like me. Try to be like me. Of course, you know, he looks better than me. He always will look. He he be lying his coughing He gonna look better than me. Just here right now, <laughs> my man. My next guest, as I said earlier, you know, is a film and television actor, businessman, retired basketball player, and e-sports franchise owner. Before we go into the movie, now I'm a fan of Greenleaf on own. Okay, now. They do not use you enough, Rick. You know, do I need to? What I need to do, man? Do I need to <laughs> over there? Do I need to do some social media posts or something like that. You know, because uh, well, that uh, that show, that show right there is crazy, <laughs> crazy. Well,
1: that's a that's an amazing world. It's a, a great show to be a part of. A great <laughs> cast. I've been honored the last few years and and, and this season here, uh, the, Darius, the Darius character takes a a bit of a. Um, a, a sidecar to uh, to Noah coming back, uh, the the uh, first boyfriend to Grace Greenleaf, right? And so uh, you know, so the setup uh, of that is happening, and then uh, you know Darius returns for the final season, so it'll get it'll, it'll get heated again. Uh, but yeah, I, I okay, love okay.
0: My time. Let's, let me pick it up um, now. That. I just saw the last episode. You know that you know like you know Carissa crazy Charity realized that judy you know the you know the, the the pa told uh told my man phil that hey you want to you want to run this church you got to marry judy and judy and so he went and told poe uh, charity hey you can take that ring off your finger because i'm not marrying you <laughs> she sure, told him sure. to get out of there and then Home girl was told by uh my man uh lamar rucker character he found out you know she's sleeping with Fernando. And Fernando just gave her a, a will to let him know that, hey, mom, pop, meaning my man, my, my girl, uh, Lady May, and her husband or former husband or whatever you want to call her. they still living in the same house. They may have killed <laughs> a lady who lived in the house before that. <laughs> a
1: lot of, se- lot of secrets. A lot of secrets. <laughs> that's why. I, so
0: so you telling me. I'm, I'm going to get this right now because I got to put because I'll be waiting on you, man. I'll be waiting on you because you're my boy. OK, so. So, uh, so the next few episodes, I'm going to be seeing you. That's what you're telling me. Well, I don't. Um, well, the uh, season that
1: comes, I think maybe I don't know when it comes back quite yet. But uh, in in the season, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure which episode you're on now. But season season five will be you'll see me back in.
0: Oh, Okay, so it's, right now season four is Aaron. So season five, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. see you. Okay, cool. Don't yeah. worry, brother. Yeah. I'll be I'll be pushing you on social media. I'm gonna push you so it. much, man. you to get an Emmy nominee, at least an image award. <laughs> I'm gonna, because I love you to death. Now, let's go over there, man. Thank why they, have. why they, why they set this up so they won't be mad at me talking about all this stuff? They say nothing about this movie. Now, you got a chance to work with uh, uh, your daughter, and uh, I know that's special. Yeah, I yeah. have a daughter, man, and uh, she's 22. She's in college, and she's the love of my life. Talk about, uh, oh, man. talk about that experience, my man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Let me I, get into I, the, the movie. My daughter's grown up in... She's 19 now. She's at uh, university for film and television mm-hmm. uh herself uh at, at Chapman University and here in Orange County. And um her career is just taken off uh in, in front of the camera as well at the same time, learning how to be a filmmaker. And I got the call about being on this in this movie uh one, you know, one one uh one fine Christmas and and then I and my daughter had been had booked the role and hadn't told me and and said that she was working with Vanessa Williams, I thought she meant a mom. And then, <laughs> and then I, uh, I, you know, she's grown up on set. Uh, she grew up on set her entire life. I mean, she was in a baby. She was in her first movie. And uh, she's been on the stage of the Oscars uh, performing. She's, Absolutely. she's done a lot in the industry along the way, but this was her first opportunity to... act in a movie and and then to get the call because I'd worked with the producers before Mm -hmm. and then to get the call myself to play Roger opposite um, uh, Vanessa. Uh, You know, there was fortunately one scene that we had together, uh, Sasha and I, and it was uh, was a proud moment. It was a proud moment to see her be so professional and to know what she was doing on set and to be acting.
0: Well, you know, the thing I like about that is that, you know, because we know we've been on sets, you know, you've been in professional world. And, you know, and, and, when you, uh, when as a young kid, as it comes around an environment, they did and they get used to, they get comfortable around, they see things differently. They see the possibilities yeah. that, that they yeah. can achieve. And that's why I think that's what you really, you know, they call it nepotism. They call it whatever cronyism, whatever they want to call it, but it's being able to be in that environment to be able to see it and allow it to experience to say, I can do this. And that's what that's what you're telling me when you said she's been at the Oscars, she's been here, she's been on stage, she's been on red carpets. Cameras don't bother her, fame does yeah. not intimidate yeah. her. And so when she goes, is anything
1: her mom, anything her mom and I have tried to hold her mm-hmm. back and have her just focus on school. Uh, I mean, she she obviously is a grown, but she's a woman now, and so you know she pursues her own duties and goes after things, and she's a uh, She's also a model and works mm-hmm. for Serena Williams's S line and mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian's Skims line, and mm-hmm. these are all things that I'm being told she's doing. So it's not, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's not like I'm the one trying to trying to get her hired. It's, it's that she's the one ready to start her her working career, and so she's pretty she's pretty pretty comfortable working and pretty confident, having been around these environments her entire life. I, I always equate it to like a Steph Curry who grew up you know, rebounding for NBA players at the arena. Right. His dad, right. You know, being a part of that world to where it's second nature. Right. So they're obviously comfortable being on stage, being on set, being, you know, in the press, talking to the media. It's something that they've been around their entire life. So it's just
0: second nature. It really is. And I think that's important that we expose our children to that opportunity, that ability to walk in, especially when you're people of color, you know, we don't have that opportunity as often. And so, when we walk in. We can push ourselves back and going. Should I? Should I speak up? Uh, can I? Yeah. Can I direct? Uh, it's not enough. Who would listen to me? You, you know, you can often question your talents before your talents are even uh been uh, been uh, been criticized. You know, you can hold back right. your own natural abilities. And so, so getting on this set. Uh, so, do you, tell us what the movie exactly is about. One Fine Christmas which premieres premiere is Friday, November fifteenth, nine p.m. Eastern and Pacific on OWN. Tell us what the movie's about.
1: Well, it's a holiday movie, and uh, you know at this time of year, you know you can't get—I I personally can't get enough of them. Okay. Um, big
0: fan not, here, bro. You know, big fan. Big fan. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, setting the tone of family being the most important thing, and as you know, you know, getting together at the holidays is not always the easiest thing to do. It brings brings families together, but it brings up a lot of um, a lot of feelings and emotions amongst and around yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, you know, if you stop. And really just, you know, take in those that are loved and, and, and those that are around you. I play a character, Roger, who gets stuck in in, in the city, uh, who's who's who doing a has a business a relationship with Susan, the character that that is the mother of uh Sasha's character Haley. Right. Haley's home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And her mom is one of those go getting, non stop working Individuals that isn't is, is, is watching this the holiday season pass her by because of her, her inability to stop and, and, and be present with her family, right? And uh, it's so three storylines, and then, uh, my storyline with Susan and Haley are just uh, just uh, the element of the romantic potential relationship during the holidays that comes together, and um, uh, played by Vanessa Williams, not my wife. Former wife, but uh, the other Vanessa Williams. Right. <laughs> six, you know,
0: that she's always uh, had to explain and, that throughout her acting career. By the way, yeah, they
1: both have, <laughs> they both have yeah. And uh, but it was nice to meet her and, and work with her, finally, mm-hmm. because I've obviously followed her from her work as well. And it was it was a bit of an inside joke for us all be on set and at the same time, you know, uh, be working with. Uh, Sasha's other mom.
0: Did <laughs> it really, <it's>, you know? <laughs> just, it's really interesting looking at your brand now. E, uh, E franchise owner. I was looking at the Ballers, which is on HBO, and they had one of the characters was going in that direction, being an E franchise owner. What exactly is that, Rick?
1: A uh, professional sports owner. I think of uh, owners that own the Lakers or Celtics or um, whatever pro team, traditional sporting team you 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 may be a fan of. Um, this generation is. Has grown to a level where the technology has unlocked the opportunity for uh, a global, a global presence around video games. Uh, whether it's the viewing of them and the enjoyment of watching them and watching people play them, or the, the, your desire to actually compete at, at the highest level and make it a career yourself.
0: Now, I you saw because yeah, I saw this special on sixty Minutes. They was talking about you know they got them. It's was, it was like a little team, you know, in a house. They got to practice. They got to, you know, they got to oh, train yeah. over and over. And you got to try to recruit the best players for your team. Is that how it's set up yeah. for you as well? Oh yeah.
1: No, this is this is pro pro sports. And uh, you know, I got in it uh, five years ago, where you know the initial investment with my partners was a million dollars, and mm-hmm. uh, within a short four or five years, and you have esports brands uh, and teams that are valued at four hundred million dollars. You know, ours hasn't reached that. What'd you, what you, what you, what you say, man? What you,
0: I need to slap for you, Rick Fox. What'd you just say, man?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. To get the, the, the sports Now, what did industry. you call
0: money-making conversations four, or five years ago? You know, then I'd be happy with you, brother. Because I know I could have got us yeah, a four hundred million dollars yeah. franchise tag because that's what I do, brother. That's what I do.
1: But, well, let me tell you, the the gaming industry at large is a massive industry. It's it's larger than the it's the largest. You know, industry and entertainment it's, its it's quite doubles music and TV and movies. So, so when you think of uh, you know the opportunities in the esports community around video games in general at large, you know the the possibilities are endless. And so, uh, we grew up as you know. I'm sure we grew up in the put down the video game controller and get out the house.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. For
1: this generation. You tell you tell a kid that in this generation. He'll just leave the house and go to his phone and play video games on his phone. Or Absolutely, because his- my
0: daughter, she's in game design. Yeah, uh, she's, a, she's, yeah, she's in game design. She said she went to school. There you go. So for mechanical time. engineering, and now she's a yeah. she's a, a national honor society dean's list student in game design. So wow. I, yeah. my man, I know what you're doing is is not only cutting edge but money making. And so I just want to get you on the call. First of all, I'll tell you I'm a fan of your. Your skill, you're, you're a fan of what you've done with your career and what you are doing with your career, from not only from an acting, educational, from a, from a parenting, proud. I'm a proud papa too, brother. So I know where you're coming from. I know the smiles on your face. And when my daughter gave me an honor at the University of Houston and put it around my neck, I know that was a proud moment for me. So again, One Fine Christmas premieres Friday, November 15th on OWN, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on OWN Network, my man. I appreciate you calling my show. And and anytime you need me, Rick, uh Rashawn McDonald will be there for you to promote anything that you do. You need me to promote your your E franchise, just let me know. I'll do it for you, okay? Thank you. Thank appreciate you so
1: you. much. Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: Thank you.